From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. I'm joined today by Lillian Lopez, the president and CEO of the South Florida Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Lillian, it is wonderful to see you again. Oh, my pleasure, Abby. It's always so nice to see you. Lillian, you founded the South Florida Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and under your watch, it has grown to be one of the most influential in Florida. How is creativity and innovation mission critical to keeping members engaged and the chamber growing? Well, you know, Abby, what happens when you're like 24 years old, you think everything is easy. And that's the best thing. That's the best part of life. When you're young, you take challenges and you don't think that it's going to be difficult, that it's going to be hard, but you do it. And then through the years, of course, you have to be tenacious. You have to be strong. You have to develop skills that come along through the years. And uh, needless to say that it was difficult, very difficult for many years. And But with creativity, I think is a word that sometimes, like for me, it was always, I I would always think about myself, I'm not creative. And then I'll never forget that I met this lady who was a top, top um, professional. I'm not going to give her name or anything, just for privacy reasons, but she was an important lady in the community. And I told her one day, you know, I'm not creative. I don't know how to draw. I mean, I play the piano, but I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to do this. And then she says, no, you know what? You're very creative because the fact that you have built an organization from scratch as a Hispanic woman that has grown so much throughout the years, that means you're extremely creative. And then from there on, I said, oh, okay. So then I felt creative because at a point in time, there was a moment where I said, I'm not creative, but I never thought of it that way. And she explained it to me. And I'll never forget that that creativity comes in every way, shapes and form. And I felt very good about it. And I think then the creativity has been to be able to get people in a room, to get people to participate, to do business amongst each other. And that I think that's probably, I think maybe that's what I do best, that I'm able to tell people, uh, members, that we have this event, we have this conference, and everybody just flies. Like now we have events coming up, they're all full, full packed, RSVPs, and I still get in the morning people calling me, is there room, Lily, is there room? And I said, I wish I would I would be able to say yes, but unless you stand outside and wait to see if there's an open vacant seat, then you can come in. So for whatever reason, I mean, we must be doing something good when all of our programs and all of the events that we do are really always with a lot of support, not only from small companies, large companies, medium-sized companies. And uh, that makes me very happy to see that what I started as a dream as a young lady has become uh, an organization that's ranked um, one of the five top Hispanic chambers of commerce in the United States of America. Well, Lilium, I can attest that you are a networker and your events are bar none, but obviously the pandemic changed that. One of the ways Chambers of Commerce pivoted over the last two years was by providing clear and concise information to their members and serving as networkers, getting businesses what they needed. Were there any specific considerations or obstacles that you think Hispanic businesses may have faced throughout, and how did the Chamber innovate to meet those needs? Yes, Abby, it was so interesting because at the moment, we all froze, of course. That was beginning in mid-March of 2020. We had to close. 
And imagine me, I'm a communicator. I mean, I, I write, I've written for magazines. Now I'm a, um, I have a column in the Mammy Herald once a month. And so I'm a communicator. I've done TV for 10 years. And now I do. I started doing the Business Minute with Lily Lopez, which is a digital show as a result of the pandemic. So talking about creativity, uh, I said, okay, I have to connect with the members. How could this be? Everybody's home. What's happening? And then I started doing small messages like every two or three days and uh, just sending it out to the membership. And uh, eventually I said, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do it. We're going to go virtual. We're going to start doing a lot of um, events and conferences and with the support of many board members like Felipe Basuto and our chairman, Roland Sanchez Medina, and so many others, Jose Perez de Corcho, Michelle Febres, our vice chair. We said, okay, let's start. Let's regroup. Let's do it. We're going to do a digital platform. We're going to have many speakers. We had Senator Marco Rubio. We had former superintendent of Miami-Dade County Public School, Carvalho. At that moment, it was a Miami-Dade County mayor with now Congressman Carlos Jimenez. So with the PPP, we partner with Univision, with all these uh, different um, media companies to provide all these services on PPP and all, all the information that our members and the community needed because we opened it up for everybody. And it went very well. And we did that like for five, six months. But eventually, Abby, what happened was we were Hispanics and Hispanics started to get Zoom fatigued. I remember when once receiving an award that was via Zoom and all of that. And they have you in this room and you network with two or three people. And then they take you to another room and you network with those other two or three people. You know what? I don't remember who I met, who I networked. There's nothing like the personal touch. And Hispanics in particular, you know that Hispanics are very touchy-touchy, very love, very hug. And I, I remember we said, okay, in October 2020, we're going to go live. We're going to be very careful because we, we didn't want to minimize, the, you know, the pandemic. I know it's bad. So we started doing live events. And I remember doing it at the Biltmore and opening the doors. I would tell everybody, freeze the room, then we'll open the doors for ventilation. We'll sit people like more than 10 feet apart. I would have even people that would say to me, Abby, I want to sit by myself in a table outside. Okay, we'll sit you outside in the table. That's fine. We're here to accommodate you, to please you. So tables were very small, of four, some of six, very separate. Uh, the hand sanitizing station. We would have plexiglass to divide people in the stage. We would have the microphones with the disposable covers, with gloves. So we took every precaution, no um, temperature checks. No one has ever, ever got sick. I never heard anybody said, oh, I got the virus because I was at a Hispanic chamber event. So very slowly we started changing and we pivoted from the digital and the Zoom conferences to live in-person events. And that was in October, 2020. And then those events started growing and growing. And we then again in January stopped of 2021, but then we came back with a big event, uh, which is the Hispanic Leadership Awards in April, 250 people. Again, nobody got sick. And from there on, we started doing our events regularly month after month and uh, no, nobody got sick. And we had to do it because our members deserve it because our members, the majority are Hispanics, and even those that are not Hispanic loved it. And that's that's how we grew. We grew so much because many people wanted to be out there and there weren't organizations taking the risk. They were scared. And we were the ones there. We were like Robin Hood. Okay, we're going to do it because our businesses need us and we're there to support them. So our chamber grew tremendously because we can't, we, uh, people came from all other parts of Miami-Dade County, people that belong to other chambers, other organizations, because we were open. And the organization grew even more because of that. And I feel proud that we were able to provide a service that nobody was providing. And, and we did it. And it worked out. And thank God everything went well. Absolutely. 
South Florida has found its moment and has become a hotspot of business opportunity as companies and new business concepts have taken root in the Tri-County area. Amongst your own members, how do you see the Hispanic business community innovating to remain competitive? And what are some of the creative new concepts or ideas that you're seeing take hold amongst your members? You know that we did an event that dealt with cryptocurrency. We have a lot of companies, a lot of Hispanics are into technology. And I've seen a lot of members that are really into that. And I think that that's something wonderful because as Hispanics and being a minority, we need to be on top of the game. So I'm seeing a lot of our members really involved in all of that. So that that really is something that I feel good about, that we're not staying behind. And uh, so many members are really involved in everything that deals with cryptocurrency, the technology. And at the same time, I see, Abby, that things have changed so much that there's a lot of people that have become, like you said, very creative, very innovative. And um, they're doing things that they never thought they would do before. So that's why there's a lot of people that are looking for employees and they're not there because they are creating their own businesses. They realize with this pandemic, hey, you know what? Life is short. And I had this dream and I never pursued it. I'm tired of being, you know, a worker for someone else. So I'm going to start my own business. And we've seen a lot of those during these past year and a half. And it's because people thought the way I think we all think life is short. We don't know what's going to happen. And many people didn't take the chance. They didn't take the risk of doing what they really wanted to do. And this pandemic said to them, you know what? I'm going to do it. Take that risk, take that chance. And that's why we see that there's a lot of people having, you know, creating and establishing their own businesses. And there's a lot of job openings because those people are now on their own. And I think it's good. And then eventually this is good for all of us. This is good for the economy. And I'm, I'm very proud to, to see what is happening. Well, thank you so much, Lilliam. It's always wonderful to see you. Oh, gosh. For me too, Abby. You know, I admire you. I like, I, I mean, the Invest Miami is such such a great magazine and and then you're growing and growing and i remember when we spoke the first time and you told me well i started this i said oh my gosh this is amazing a nice young woman like you and at the same time i congratulate you because you're so down to earth and you're so open to 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 everybody in the community and that is really something that really touches my heart and i i'm very happy to work with you i'm very happy that you have invited me um, to, to be here today i'm very happy and honored that you have featured me and invest uh, Miami and you know that we are here to help you and to help everybody in the community. So thank you so, so very much for this opportunity. Lilliam, I could say the same words about you as a female entrepreneur. I very much appreciate what you've done and you've built such a community to be admired throughout the state really and even further afield the nationwide. You are always so active and so positive and so enthusiastic. And again, it is just so wonderful to see you. Likewise. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. Thank you for tuning in.